Hi, my name is Susan. I've been arrested 32 times just for listening to people talk with each other. The problem was I used to hide in the bushes outside the windows of people's homes to enjoy listening to strangers talk to each other. It's just something I like to do. I get bored and lonely sometimes, you know. Hey, Susan, don't do all that. There's another way to enjoy random conversations? Now, thanks to the podcast show, I can enjoy listening to conversations with strangers and learn something new every week. No more listening outside the window just to enjoy a good conversation. Tune in weekly on Wednesdays and subscribe for updates on your favorite platform to the Toddcast show and help our podcast family continue to grow and share around the world. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Toddcast show. My name is Todd Mira, your host, and I'm so excited to be here with all of you. The Toddcast show is dedicated to exploring the human condition through conversation with strangers. We explore the positive, interesting, and oftentimes shocking side of human nature. In each episode of the Toddcast show, I talk with strangers in a down-to-earth, old-school, and heartfelt way about their life. Nothing is ever scripted, everything is spontaneous, positive, and we never discuss politics. You won't know what to expect next. Join in the conversation to laugh, love, learn, and grow with others around the planet. Who will I call next? Tune in to find out every Wednesday at midnight Pacific or for playback anytime on your favorite podcast listening platform. And stay connected with us at ToddCastShow.com. Hello, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Toddcast Show. Today, we are joined by Dr. Lynn Carey. How's it going, Dr. Lynn? Is that what I call you, Dr. Lynn? That's or fine. Dr. You can call me Lynn, whatever you prefer. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Todd. Awesome. I love it. I appreciate you being here. And where are you calling from today? I am calling from Maryland on the East Coast. Oh, and wow. Yep. Very cool. What city in Maryland? Uh, Waldorf. Waldorf, never heard of it. That's probably yep. why you didn't tell me, right? <laughs> yeah, we're uh, visiting some family right now. so. Oh, that's so cool. Waldorf, mm -hmm. uh, like the Waldorf Astoria or a Waldorf salad. That's about as far as yeah. I go with that. Didn't know there yep. was a Waldorf, Maryland. That's cool. Yep. Very, very cool. And were you from that area or, or were you born somewhere else? I'm from Delaware originally. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Very cool. Interesting historical significance there, right? Like all the early settlers and things like that. What was it like to grow up uh, in Delaware? Or um, be a child, I guess. I, I want to start I early. Mean, I don't <laughs> remember where I lived being a factor. It just was my normal, you know, it's just kind of a, um, hmm. I don't know if it's small town, but it's very, uh, I don't know. I don't want to offend anybody in Delaware, but for me, it was just very boring. You know, and it was just kind of everything the same. I needed more. <laughs> yeah, I feel that, actually. Um, I recently moved to Henderson, Nevada from a place called Mayer, Arizona, that was exactly what you just said, and then some. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, man, no delivery, no nothing, and, like, nothing ever changes. And Yeah, nothing yeah. ever changes. I mean, we have everything, I guess, but it's just uh, the same status quo all the time. Yeah, and it's funny. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I like country life, and in some ways, it really changed me in a positive way. But it is the boredom is terrible, and it can lead to bad habits and uh, yeah, you know, things that are yeah, not healthy. Felt, yeah, you felt I felt a little stagnant with my with my own personal growth. I think later, Absolutely. you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel that. That's very cool. Very cool. And when you were born, did you have siblings? No, I'm an only child. Are you really? Wow. That's awesome. Very cool. Yep. Were both of your parents uh, still together? Um, my dad died when I was 12. Oh. Um, my mom's still around. She'll be 91 in in two weeks. Wow. They had me, they had me later in life. I was kind of like a miracle baby. Um, they were married for 20-some years, and she could never have a baby. And then I came along. Wow. So, 
and there was always kind of this generation gap between my mom and I too, because she's very old school Italian. Mm-hmm. And I came in with these crazy ideas and freedom seeking ideas. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I probably chose her either to clear some karma or to really mm-hmm. experience the status quo so I could expand yeah. from, you know? Wow. That's interesting. Huh. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, kind of a struggle like you're trying to be an individual and she's trying to form you into you know yeah a good something. Italian Catholic girl yeah yeah wow that's crazy and an only yeah. child too you were really screwed yeah. you're all by yourself <laughs> the pressure it was, is and is deep you know and it's taken me I think it's been part of my journey to untangle that and to mm-hmm. become my own person god bless you that's really cool mm-hmm. that's really cool um so as an only child growing up, um, what, what was your earliest memory in childhood? I mean, I know it's probably the same as somebody with siblings and all that, but what, just reaching back, what's the earliest thing in your life that you can remember off the top of your head? You know, I just, I look back at my childhood like, thank God I don't ever want to go through that again. And, and it's not that I wasn't loved and I didn't have all my basic needs, but it was just work all the time, you know, and it just felt like there was never enough, even though we had enough, you know, it was like this lack mentality. My mom worked two jobs and I believe my dad was an entrepreneur at heart and he failed at his final business when I came and um, he had to go to work um, in a bakery at a night shift. And I believe that really just drained life out of him. And I don't think he had the right mental or emotional support to help. You know, you need support when you're going through that to move through yeah. the ups and downs of especially a failed business, especially for a man that having the support of family. And um, he got sick. He was very, I just remember my dad being very drained, you know, low energy. I understand that now. And I, and he, then he had the cancer and he died when I was 12. And I, oh. I just remember thinking I was angry that he didn't take me with him because I thought he went to heaven and he left me here in hell. <laughs> and, you know, I don't say that as disrespect to anybody, but I just felt there had to be more to life. And I thought if this is all there is to life, what I'm being shown, I hated school, hated working after school, you know, all this kind of stuff. I'm like, this sucks. And I was told all the time, like, well, this is the way life is and life is hard. And I just didn't, it didn't resonate. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, I just feel like there was this darkness, you know, and I, cause I found so much more afterwards. So when I think of my childhood, I, I just feel this heaviness. Okay. Um, I, all of it plays into the ultimate picture of us as adults. I think that's why I, I mean, I'm not, I'm no doctor of course, but like, uh, I always think that a lot of our childhood tends to shape us unless we escape some of those things if it's unhealthy, but I'm always really curious, you know, what it is about different people's childhoods that, you know, really help to maybe shape their uh, belief system and their values and, you know, ultimately offering a trajectory into some kind of a future as as it has for you. Um, Were you an awkward child? Were you an introverted child? Were you an extroverted child? I would say I was introverted, but yet I uh, I was definitely shy, but I I did well in school. I was an honor student, well-liked. I didn't have a problem with that, Um, but I didn't relate to the other kids. You know, I was able to put on the facade to do what I had to do and be friendly with people to survive, to get through it. Mm. But I wasn't, I didn't, it, it didn't feel like me. Wow. That's heavy, man. Um, Did you have a lot of friends as a child? Yeah, I did. I definitely did. I had friends. Um, but it just, I look back at it, it was just that I was go, I was doing it. Like, it was fun, I guess. But it, it still didn't satisfy me, you know? Really? What was missing? I think what I found after. So, um, like, for me, the first time I ever felt life was finding chiropractic. And that was when I was 19 years old. And Jeez. so all that, I think, stress. Um, that I was feeling as a child manifested itself into scoliosis, which is the curvature of the spine. And the oh. emotional cause that I've learned behind that is that you feel that you're pulled, you're pulled in two directions. You know, that's why oh. your spine's going in two directions. And I ended up having spinal surgery because we just did what the, the medical uh, doctors told us. I had the spinal surgery. Put, they put Harrington rods in my spine. And then I was sick and in pain for years, for another five years. So it added to all the depression and everything else. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I was in college 
just doing what I was told, got to go to college to get a good job and be, become something, right? I was doing that, even though it didn't yeah. feel right. Um, then I was introduced to chiropractic, and it was the philosophy that grabbed okay. me. It said what? the power. That, go ahead. We should stop uh, only because we're moving way too fast. Like okay. you've you've obliterated my entire thirty minutes already <laughs> in eight okay. minutes. So I, I really want to stay kind of like in the zone of your growth as a young person because okay. you know we're jumping right into you know your adult life and that's that misses the point of all that stuff that you're avoiding really and. Whatever it is in that subject matter, I'm looking for something that'll help us understand how you were defined by some of the maybe opportunities, limitations, things that upset you, things that made you happy, whatever it was. I'm really curious. I'm not trying to be a pain. I just really want to understand, like, how did that affect you differently than someone else? Or maybe it affected you in the same way. But, like, what was it about all that? Because it sounded like your childhood, kind of like you'd rather just avoid it altogether. <laughs> I didn't feel like there was anything else to tell. I mean, I still see people living the same life. They're just going to school, being mm -hmm. in activities, being with friends. To me, it just didn't nourish my soul. I got you. I mean, I had loving parents. I had a loving family. It just, but to me, it, it I didn't feel the spark. Because then I can, I know because I feel the spark now. And I didn't have that growing up. So, you know, to me, it's just the rat race way of life that most people live through and they still put their kids through it. And, and to me, I just, you know, I don't, I don't, I didn't find any joy in it. Did you ever get in trouble as a child? Nope. I was perfect. <laughs> I knew exactly what to say, what not to say. I knew how to um, tell my mother everything she needed to hear. So yeah. I was able to do it all. You, you honestly never got in trouble? No. Come on. Really? Yeah. Nope. Oh, Jesus. Okay. All right. All right. All right. And then, so, um, did you have anything in your childhood that kind of stands out that might have, uh, you know, been a little different than anyone else's? Like, what kind of memories do you even have in that area? I mean, anything at all. You grow up as an only child, you're clearly perfect. So, I mean, how the hell does that work? I just can't remember anything significant or exciting. Like, I don't know. You have any, any examples? I'm thinking more along the lines of like uh, interpersonal development, socialization, you know, family traditions, norms, values, things that you learned from examples, you know. Well, I had a, a big Italian family. And um, they worked a lot. They had a family business. So everybody, mm -hmm. you know, was just very honored to work all the time. Yeah. So I, for me, I was just exhausted. So I remember even my mom, well, once my dad died, I think my mom was trying to do something nice for us. And like every other year we would go on like, you know, if they had those Apple vacations, like you'd get a deal to go like to the Bahamas or to <laughs> one of these islands, like all inclusive and for like three to four days. And we'd go. And I would just love it. Like, I would love the island. And, but yet, it was, for me, it was, like, thinking, okay, well, this is only three days every other year. <laughs> I'm like, it's almost too painful. I don't want to go back to my, you know, like, I don't even want to, don't show me this if I have to go back to that. It was that kind of feel, you know. Interesting. Did you have any pets growing up? Mm -hmm. I had a, I had a couple of rabbits. I had a poodle. Who My poodle I had from, since I was eight years old till I was 23. So I love animals. Yeah, totally. Yeah, animals are the best, no doubt about it. Um, what do you think you learned the most from your father? Like, uh, what is, you know, his passing, of course, is a sad thing. But when you think back about your dad and how he influenced your life, what do you think is the greatest lesson you got from your father's love and guidance? Yeah, I think he was always there showing me I had a voice. He actually, I remember him always listening to me. If I told him that I hated school or how much homework I was getting or the teacher, he listened. He would help me. My mom would just kind of brush it off, you know, and tell me that's the way it is or you'll see when you grow up. But my dad listened. And I just remember, I don't know, I feel like he opened up by through his death, I learned how to live because I saw that you got to live your dreams. You got to follow your heart. Otherwise, it'll kill you. 
I really believe that. And I believe he guides me from the other side. I always felt that. I don't have a fear of death. Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel blessed. I think he really gave me a gift in that. That's amazing. Very cool. And how about your mother? I know she's still with you, but like uh, what type of, you know, values in her stern nature did she instill upon you? Yeah, I mean, she's the type of person who you're, you're in church every Sunday, dressed up, and you work hard all week. You clean the house, you know, it's kind of, she's all about family and taking care of other people. Um, you don't do it for yourself. <laughs> you do it for everybody else. Right. She's that kind of very old school Italian kind very of person. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> do, you, do you know what gabagool is? What is it? <laughs> gabagool. No. Oh, gabagool? The meat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's just from an episode of The Sopranos. I was just oh, curious. <laughs> You're from an Italian family. Sure, I guess everybody knows what that is. I don't know. Yes, I know oh, what it is. Oh, that's funny. Um, well, let's see here. So, you know, your childhood really doesn't, uh, I mean, you don't look back with a lot of fondness on your childhood, do you? No, it's just, it's kind of like I think of it, I look at it back kind of just with a gray area, but it's all, I wouldn't change it. I was listening to something today and they were saying, if you had the perfect life, what would it look like? And I'm like, you know, I couldn't change anything about it because it made me who I was. I'm grateful for all those experiences. It was the platform I needed to become who I am today and to continue to grow and for the awareness that I have. So it it, it is, it's just what it is, you know? Okay. And so, you know, it seems that you're saying somewhere around age 19, like there was some major change, right? Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's get closer to that time at least and see if we can still preserve some history. (laughs) So uh, leading up into that time in your teenage years, I mean, this is formidable years for all of us, men and women, you know, being a teenager, a lot of things and were there boys? Did you date? Like, were you social? Were you a cheerleader? What was your gig as a teenager? Yeah, I really, I mean, I did some things in school. Like, I was in honor society and mm. um, different clubs at school. But I really just worked after school in the family business. And um, nice. I bought my own car at 16. You know, I worked since I was 13, got my own car. And then... Um, nice. I just was, you know, driven to have all A's or, you know, work really hard with that and get to get into college. And I was very um, told that's how you succeed in life. Mm-hmm. So I just was focused on that, even though it was, <laughs> I hated every minute of it. So it was kind of this dichotomy in my life. Well, what made you keep doing it? Because I thought that was the only way out, you know. Hmm. That's good. That's good. At least you had that lesson. That's very important. I mean, it really yeah. is. And it's huge to do that. I, I missed the class on some of that stuff, apparently, <laughs> especially <laughs> with credit, credit card debt management. I was a fool when I was younger and was very irresponsible and didn't realize what I was doing. And Yeah, but they don't teach you that in school. That's the whole thing. They don't teach you financial education in school. No. I didn't get it. Mm-mm. No, me neither. No, not even financial literacy. I mean, nothing. a little bit in a general sense, but never about like, you know, the stuff that you're actually going to be doing. <laughs> right, right. It's funny how that works. Wow. And so were you a popular person in school, in high school? Uh, yeah, I went to, I mean, I think I was popular more in grade school and then high school was I mean, I was well liked, but it was an all girls Catholic school. A lot of us just went, and they were all from different states. So everybody just uh-huh. kind of went to school and kind of went their own way after. You know, it wasn't, that's how I feel. Oh, wow. I think it was a traditional, like, co ed school where they had a lot of activities and things. Wow. That's weird. What's it like uh, going to an all girls school? Um, it was, I felt like at least going to an all girls, I mean, I went, um, like I had more freedom than I had in grade school. It was a less of a prison feel. At least I could come and go as I pleased, you know, because you were older. Mm-hmm. Um, I just went to class and just got in and got out pretty much. But it, isn't it kind of weird? Like no boys? Like I, I don't really understand I that. I looked at it like because boys were kind of a no. I mean, I didn't feel I didn't have to play all those games. You didn't care what you looked like. Mm-hmm. You know, you just went to school, got your work done, and left. For me, it huh. was simplified it 
Do you think that that sort of experience is limiting or empowering? I guess it could be both. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wonder about that. And, and so uh, I don't want to, I know we want to get to chiropractic and things, but I'm just kind of curious, are you married now? No, I'm not. Do you have kids? I have one son. He's 17. Oh, wow. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool. And um, when did you get married? When you first... Uh, you know? I never got married. I don't believe in marriage. Oh, okay. Well, the That's union... Decision to make a child. Well, that was 17, 18 years ago. <laughs> it just kind of happened. Everything just kind of was synchronistic. And um, he was definitely meant to be in my life. Awesome. Um, yeah. So. And is the partner you made the child with still in your life? Um. Yeah. Awesome. And the child's life clearly. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. So you you have a good example to set for your uh, your son to understand how to have a healthy long term marriage, right? Yeah, but it's not a marriage without <laughs> without the paper. I'm so sorry. Right. Without the paper. Yeah, together, togetherness, a union, a bond, commitment, you know, all that good stuff. But that's cool. I feel you. Yeah, it's 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 a weird thing, marriage. Uh, I've dodged the bullet, and I'm happy, and uh, don't know that I want to load the gun. But, you know, whatever. It's okay. It's, I didn't really have, for me, I just saw a lot of people stay married because either religious reasons or financial reasons, and... Um, it just never resonated. I just wanted to be my own person. And I always wanted to kind of have my own independence and whatever that looked like. That's just definitely part of my soul journey. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And speaking of which, when you were around 18, 19, you said that you had scoliosis, right? Yeah, well, I was diagnosed when I was 14. So okay. I, had, I ended up having spinal surgery at 15. Oh, boy. And why did everything change, you know, just around the age of 19, what was it that happened? Well, at 19 is when I, after all those years of being in pain and suffering from the surgery, um, that they, the medical world always said I, it was a success, the surgery, but then I was falling apart, but nobody had answers for me and, um, and nobody helped me. And so I discovered chiropractic when I was in college and it was just the philosophy that the power that made the body heals the body. And I was like, wow, no one has ever told me this. There's truth here. And it was kind of like the first time I heard truth. It just, I just like lit up and I just went to chiropractic school on that. And I moved to Georgia and it changed my whole life. Mm. Yeah. Clearly you found your, your path. That's beautiful. Um, so what is it? You know, maybe just for people just to be safe, what is chiropractic? You know, I always think of back cracking and neck aligning and things like that. What exactly is a chiropractic care provider yeah so a chiropractor is someone who will check your spine to see if everything is moving properly so that there's no pressure on your nervous system so it's better brain body communication so that there you, you have ultimate immune function and body function so it's very um to me it's a very spiritual experience i know there's a lot of chiropractors who ran with it and took it to the medical way so you'll find if, as you seek out a chiropractor, you're going to see a very diverse group of people. So you have to find what resonates with you. I get a little upset when I see what happens in my profession, but um, I guess there's variety in everything, correct? <laughs> All right. So the reason I've avoided a chiropractor my whole life is because the people, and I want you to dispel this myth or or validate it, one of the two, but I've always been told that once you go to a chiropractor, your body will never be the same and you'll always have to go, you're stuck. Like, you're locked in. So, like, once they get a hold of your back and start doing weird stuff, if they don't keep doing that stuff, like, you'll end up in more pain than you were in the beginning. Is that true? That is not true. Uh, I didn't think so. What's What's the reality of that? Scenario. So it's really, it's a lot of people go because they have a symptom, you know, because every other human um, condition is trained to go. When you're feeling a pain, you got to go get it fixed. And again, mm -hmm. everybody wants the quick fix. When really the reality is it's great to go get adjusted to just get in tune with the energy of your body. 
So if you can learn to be in the energy flow of your body, you understand what your body's trying to tell you. You understand how to honor the body's flow, its symptoms, its healing process. And you, I really believe everybody should become their own best doctor. You should question every doctor you already talk to. And it's a choice. You know, people in my office, I would let them decide when they wanted to come. It, it, I really didn't like to, I could give them guidance, you know, in the beginning, but I always wanted them to become self-guided. That was the whole thing because it's not a quick fix and it's not really curing anything. So it's about really just tapping into the energy of your body. And at this point, I really don't get adjusted too often anymore because I don't like, I, I'm not around anyone that I would let adjust me because I'm very sensitive to energy. So it's not something that you have to keep doing. It's, it's just part of your evolution. And I think it's a great avenue to, to get in touch with your body and maybe to learn to heal yourself as you um, maybe go through it could be, you know, a body condition that you're going through, a symptom, a disease, um, but it's just one avenue for that. Hmm. So does everybody need a chiropractor or only certain people? Everybody can get adjusted. I mean, I've adjust, checked my, my son's spine since he was born. I still adjust him when he says he wants one, he gets one. So I think it's great for wellness. Um, but I think it's about just... Um, managing the stress in your life and seeing how um, you need it. You know, it, it, you kind of get in tune with when you feel like you need it or not. Hmm. Why do you need something like that? So it would be like if you're um, overly stressed in life and you're carrying a lot of stress in your body, it's a great way to get adjusted is to learn to let go. Mm -hmm. um, to really clear out all those stuck energies in your body, all the um, tense muscles and things in your spine. So it's really about learning to free the energy in your body so that you, because that's how you heal. It's, there's all, your, your body's just energy. Right. So if you understand that, that, you know, you don't get hung up in labeling everything, with what is, which is what our medical world wants you to do. Well, if you're just dealing with energy and frequencies and things, why can't aromatherapy accomplish the same result? Well, it's just different. It's just different art forms, right? So mm -hmm. it's kind of whatever resonates with you. I mm -hmm. think a hand adjustment on a spine is very different than an aromatherapy section. Completely. So you would have to, you know, or an acupuncture session or a massage therapist session. So right. You would have to understand the difference, and a lot of times you won't unless you experience it and see what you need at different points in your life. Hmm. So for somebody that's never had an adjustment, as you call it, um, what exactly does that look like? Like if you go in and decide you're going to give it a try, like, you know, 50 yeah. years is a long time for a human body to be sitting around. Like yeah, what happens, you know, when that well, you just, I mean, it depends on the chiropractor you go to. I, I always say you find someone who has the philosophy that they, the power that made the body heals the body. They're working with the innate intelligence of the body, the inner wisdom. Um, I think they should do a hand adjustment. I know some chiropractors you can go in and they'll, they have machines or little things that they do. I prefer someone who's going to use their hands. And, and be very specific on the spine and have a gentle touch and really just isn't attached to treating your symptom, but just working on your spine to clear where the blockages are. And so that's, you know, pure chiropractor in my eyes. Hmm. And that's what I feel like if you really, and you have to find the person that resonates with you, you resonate with their energy too. I think, you mm -hmm. know, there's different personality types, I'm sure, for each person also along with mm -hmm. that. Okay, and, and you mentioned blockages. What's a blockage? So you have all these vertebrae in your back, and they should all be moving freely. So if any vertebrae isn't moving properly, you, you can palpate that as a chiropractor. So you go in there and you just re gently restore motion to that joint so that the disc can be healthy and the nerve flow can be healthy that exits through those, that those vertebral joints. Hmm. Okay. And I mean, I, I'm just playing devil's advocate here by no means, you know, I think it's a great idea and all that. Um, but it sounds really airy fairy, you know, the energy and all that stuff. What makes it effective? Like, I it guess, sound yeah, you would have to experience it yourself. It's a feel. See, this is where everybody's so logical in their brain. Whereas to me, it makes the most sense in the world once you reorient yourself, because we mm. want to honor the body is doing what it has to do. It's always making you healthy. So mm -hmm. a lot of times, even the symptoms, um, 
our way of the body is making us healthy. Like I don't look at having a fever as a bad thing, but most people would want to take a pill to suppress the fever because we've been told, oh, all these bad things can happen. I would never take a pill to suppress my fever. I would let it run its course. Mm-hmm. You see, a lot of times I have um, even cold symptoms. If I get cold symptoms, I know my body's clearing out. I would never take a cold medicine. To me, that seems illogical. So I know if I am carrying stress in my body, like you can tell when you're having a bad day. Can't you tell you have more tension in your body if you become mm-hmm. aware of it? Mm-hmm. Um, you know you're carrying a lot of tension. So you either learn to clear it yourself or you can have someone adjust your spine. And that's one avenue to clear stress. So then you have more nerve flow more life force flow through your body because that's ultimately what does everything. I mean, as, as we're sitting here, like think of all the millions of functions that's going on in your body right now. Can you imagine like consciously trying to control all that? There's no way. Oh, no, no. There's definitely some kind of divine functionality. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of what we learned to work with that and honor and, and help people get to know what your body's trying to do instead of suppressing it. Hmm. Interesting. And so the idea of chiropractic care is just an adjunct to traditional medical treatment, or is it in addition to? I would say it's a totally different thing. I think it's just a way to um, keep yourself well. Um, I think it's very different than um, medicine. It's a very different thing. So I can't even put it in the same category. Well, somebody that has a disease wouldn't go to a chiropractor to get it resolved, right? It depends on if they really want to get in tune with themselves and and create wellness in their life. They can go and drug the the hell out of themselves or cut things out. But if they don't take care of their diet, their exercise, their energy of their body, their mental state, they're not going to be well. Or they're going to maybe put the disease in remission until it comes back next time because the disease is telling you you've got something out of balance in your life. Hmm. I see. And do you believe that those uh, imbalances can be cured and restored or is there just no way out, you know, depending upon the ailment? I I mean, I believe now, but I believe it's the person's evolution. You can't take everybody from A to Z. You have to do the work on yourself to get really in tune with all those areas of of your life um, that are affecting your, your energy flow. I mean, it's everything. It's, it's just not your healthy habits or lack of healthy habits or how you sleep, or exercise, or eat. It's also, you know, all those areas of your life that are stressing you out. It could be relationships, it could be money, it could be a job, it could be not feeling purpose. Because all those things are affecting how you're flowing in your life every day. So that's what I found as practicing as a chiropractor. It's really, to have ultimate well-being, you really have to start taking responsibility for your life, not just what we, can, what we label health. You know, it's really about flowing all those different areas of your life for ultimate well-being. So I do believe everything can heal. I know mm-hmm. myself, I won't go to a medical doctor anymore because I just don't want what they have to offer. I'm not saying that's for everybody. People have to do where their beliefs are because it's where you believe. It's where your beliefs lie is what's going to work for you. Um, I just don't want to have a drug anymore. I don't want any more surgeries. I know that's their only solution. So for me, I have a lot of different things that I do that keep myself in balance. So much better now than when I was younger i'm in much better shape now than i was before so that's interesting Hmm. and so are you are you a straight up chiropractor or are you a medical doctor i know you have the title doctor Mm -hmm. what does that mean it's a dc it's a doctor of chiropractic so you go to um my schooling was some people do four years first i was lucky enough to transfer and kind of do my degree i got a bachelor's the same time as my doctorate at Life University in um, Marietta, Georgia. So, uh, but I went year round. It was five and a half years, and I had to take basically what all the medical doctors take, also because we had to pass four national boards and get our license and all that. So we had that along with um, the art of adjusting and the philosophy and everything that comes along with chiropractic. So I feel like I got a really um, great education to see both sides along with my own experience of what the medical world put me through and what it had, what it gave me versus what I found for myself in healing afterwards. It was like night and day. So. Hmm. So are you disillusioned by traditional medicine? What does disillusion? What do you mean by disillusion? Do you believe in it? Um, it- I don't use it myself anymore. It's, I've, it's been like over 25 years that I've been to a medical doctor. 
Mm-hmm. Um, my son has never been to a medical doctor. He's never mm-hmm. needed to. I wouldn't say if we are we were in a car accident and our arm was falling off that we could go to a you know I guess I would go to emergency room and have my arm sewn back on. But I also believe that you don't live in those traumatic accidents either when you're awakened because you're not usually those things are meant for you to learn something in your life. You know I feel like it's a kind of a a god smack when you're not listening to the small whispers going on in your life. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I think that'd be a little bit of a stretch for someone that got raped or robbed or beaten up in a parking lot. But yeah, yeah, I understand what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, but I mean, we're all at different stages of evolution, you know? Like, could I have said this when I was a teenager? No, I wasn't mm-hmm. there yet. It was mm-hmm. a lot of years of um, learning to tune into myself. And, yeah. you know, the chiropractic adjustment wasn't a quick fix for me. I was in pain for years and sick. So I had to really take responsibility for myself and learn what was working and what wasn't and why and why not. And so I think everybody should do that for themselves. And that's what I would always tell people, you know, become your own best doctor, become self-guided, because then you can question the medical doctor. You can question any alternative doctor. You can question things in your life. so You can make better choices. That's the whole thing. It's about empowering yourself. So you don't live in fear. You live in how can I make a good choice for myself? What do I really need right now? Hmm. Interesting. And so you think that a lot of people are kind of going down paths that don't necessarily have a lot of value uh, because of medicine, you know, like, hey, take this pill and everything will be okay. And instead of addressing the actual issue that underlies the, uh, you know, diagnosis. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I guess there you could go and get the diagnosis and do what the medical doctor says, but it would be amazing if you did the inner work too to really get to wellness and understand the root cause, if there is, and maybe do some things that can support your well-being, you know, because ultimately just taking a medicine isn't going to, it's eventually going to really destroy your immune system and lead to other things. So it could be a, it could be a temporary fix, but I think it's important to learn habits and emotional states and mental states that are going to support you to be all that you need to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, I, mean, I honestly, I'm kind of trying to wrap my head around the idea that you haven't been to a doctor in all this time and your child hasn't either. Like, I, I'm just trying to understand how that works and how that's even possible. You know, I, I'm not a vaccine guy. I don't believe in any of that kind of garbage, but I mean, no checkups, no nothing. Like there's no measles, no chicken pox, like Nothing. Well, you know, it's funny because here's the thing. Every time I went to a medical doctor, they never had an answer for me. They didn't know. They don't know. And now that I studied, like what I studied and I understand what, how they look at health, they don't know. And I got to the point where, well, I don't really don't want what they have to offer unless I know I need it. Like if I need to get a, a medication, great. I haven't needed a medication. I usually let whatever symptom I have, my body will run its course. You know, I just let it heal naturally. And, and now my symptoms aren't even bad. If I get a little sick or out of whack, I don't even say sick. If my body's out of balance because it clears quick within a day or two. Before, it would take me weeks because I was on antibiotics all the time. So that's all they knew how to give me for strep throat or whatever. Now I get a little bit of my throat. It's gone in a day. I don't have like drawn out sick symptoms anymore because my body's used to healing itself. It's not every time you take a pill, your body has to get rid of the pill. It's like a foreign substance has to get rid of that and then it has to do what it was already doing because you took a pill it interfered with the process so when you understand that the fear goes away and you're like oh see that's that's like making an empowered choice when you start to understand all that and that's where I think a lot of people don't have that education understandably I mean I wouldn't have had it if I didn't go to chiropractic school right so I get that people don't understand that and that's why I try to bring awareness to them that your body symptoms aren't bad. You know, we're taught to fear them. But really, it's it's about honoring what your body's trying to express. And it's showing you that something's out of balance in your life. It's trying to rebalance itself. And a lot of times it'll rebalance itself really quick, unless it becomes chronic, because there's something chronically imbalanced going on in your life. And what kind of things would cause that type of imbalance? Yes. Um, so this is what I would notice when I people would come in my office. This is where I saw the disconnect. Um, people would say, oh, I just all of a sudden got this pain. 
And I always think it never just shows up. There's usually something else going on. And I said, well, are you really stressed out right now? Are you under more pressure? Oh, no, everything's normal. And then they would tell me about their day. And I was like, wow, I'm stressed out listening to it. But they've, they've got to the place where that's just normal. It's a normal stress. So unless like that pain, your body's telling you, hey, I'm overloaded right now. You know, you got to slow down. You got to stop. Like a lot of us won't stop until we get really sick. We got to keep going. Got to keep working. Got to stay busy. Society really doesn't um, accept you just to take time off. It's like from your normal routines, like it, unless you are become sick. Sadly, this is what I want to change. Like, I think we need to be aware of this. But I think that it, it's socially acceptable. That's how you get time off. So, we, you know, we have these we create these things and I, I believe it doesn't have to be that way. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. And so clearly you're, you know, on board 100%. Um, what do you think about somebody that's listening that is still skeptical and not really sure that this could work, but they've tried other things and it's not working. What would you say to someone like that? You don't take anybody's word for anything. You experience it for yourself. So you take everything that I say and, and maybe something that somebody else says or go to your MD, see what they say, question it, go to find an alternative healer that whether it's a naturopath, an acupuncturist, a chiropractor, question people, ask, ask questions and see what resonates, you know, what resonates true for you. Start playing detective, like what areas of my life am I stressed out and is it relating to my body? So it's really just becoming I always say play detective and, and gather as much information as you can and, and get your own experience, you know, and it's just being aware and everything. And somebody else may have a completely different experience, you know, but it's about making, I feel, um, good choices for yourself, not out of fear that I have to do this because someone's telling me to do it. You're doing it because it feels right for you. And now you're more empowered. You won't be living in as much fear when you start doing this. And that's empowering in itself. And just losing the fear, your body starts to heal. Your immune system goes up. Just, mm -hmm. just with that. I know that's when I really started to heal, when I lost all my fear. Yeah, I would say fear does cause a lot of issues. There's no question yeah. about it. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Um, so, like, what kind of person would not want to pursue this type of uh, approach? You know, somebody at a late stage like cancer, like certain types of ailments, like, you know, there's got to be somebody that this really wouldn't do anything for, I'm guessing. What, what, what is this? You mean the, the questioning or finding? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm so sorry. Um, chiropractic care. I'm just trying to see it as something that replaces medicine. So I'm trying to understand who would, if there's a person that maybe wouldn't be a good candidate for this, what would that look like? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I think anybody can get adjusted. It's not a replacement for medicine. That's the whole point. So you keep wanting to make it as a replacement for medicine. It's a totally different category. You go to your medical doctor, but you can go and get an adjustment too, to just have wellness and peace in your body to, to clear out stress, you see? And then you become more empowered because I think it, when you start doing things like that for yourself, body work, learning to take care of yourself, you have less need for the medical doctor. You're not running to them for every little thing. And yeah. you, can, you can ask them questions more empoweredly. Say, hey, what is this condition? What does this medicine do? I'm going to get a second opinion. You know, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people go and they just take what the first MD says as, as you know, the be end all be all. And it's so, so doesn't have to be that, that way. Mm hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I honestly, I'm not trying to make this about anything. I'm just hearing what you're saying. And you haven't been to a doctor in 25 years. Your son's never been to one ever. So you, you said it, not me. <laughs> so funny. No, I like, I like your question because it's, you've heard new things today that you never thought about. And isn't oh, that the completely. whole point of having yeah, these conversations, right? Like we open up conversations yes. that people would never even think to have or, or didn't even don't know where to start sometimes. So I right. just think it creates new avenues for our evolution and for more options, more choices in life, which yeah. is freedom. And I don't mean anything negative by it, but I'm, oh, purposely, no, I'm purposely trying to be the devil's advocate here. No, I don't take this negative. I, I like your question. It's I want to understand, you know, but I also want people who are listening to realize like, hey, wait a second, 
you know, I thought about that too. And I'm glad she answered that question, you know, because uh, yeah. you're right. People don't ask enough hard questions and it's important to do that. Um, well, and they don't know what to ask either, you know, because it's not their arena, you know, like um, with the health stuff. We've, we've made it very far. And, you know, one thing I learned in chiropractic school is I, I find very important. I had to learn medical terminology. And I saw what they do is they take normal body symptoms, right? Like, like a stomach ache. They'll call it gastritis. They put these big terms on it. And it really is just describing a basic body function, like neuritis is inflammation of the nerve, gastritis, inflammation of the stomach. And, and I think it takes people's power away. Instead of just saying it in layman's terms, I don't know why we have to have these big medical terms. Because mm -hmm. if people really knew what the medical term meant, it's not as scary. So then like, oh, I can get back in tune with my body and see why it's doing that. And let me see why it's doing that. Let me balance it out. Let me see what other options I have to balance it out. But we're not taught like that. Not at all. No, no, no. Most people think they're helpless. That's right. And it's, they're not. And that's what I'm here to tell people. They're not. And I, that's why you got to learn to dig deeper, ask, ask questions, and um, don't be afraid to because you will find other answers. And it, and it could lead you to the journey of a lifetime, truly. I believe all disease, I believe all these things are here to help us awaken to our higher potential. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt about it. So um, this is a spiritual thing, really, underneath it all, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And people don't really think that way as much when they're thinking about medicine, right? Like there's That's physical. Right. Okay. And so, you know, I understand this personally. My dad was a very gifted metaphysician and he had abilities and whatnot that were beyond description. <laughs> really cool stuff, man. But That's I've seen amazing. I've seen it work and I've witnessed it and encountered it myself, actually. And well, if I was you, better, you know, I don't know why I'm not as good at it now, but like I've learned. Well, your dad, would you consider your dad like um, an old school? Was he a medical doctor or a med, med, what did oh, you say? Oh, shit, no, no, no. Oh, medical So you know about the He was a famous jazz player back in the 50s and 60s, and he wow. took a lot of drugs and drank and smoked a ton of weed and uh, played with Miles and Coltrane, and all those guys were his yeah, friends. Yeah. And so he was anything but, he was a beatnik, actually, I think, oh, for wow. a while there, after the Korean War. And then he became a little more normal, sort of. And But he's always just, like, been the coolest guy. But he operated on a spiritual level in the most amazing way. Um, it was really something. And it all started really quickly, just a quick testament to the power of spirit and Something, you know, I've mentioned it maybe once or twice in the last year, but I'll just tell you now for the shits and giggles of it. Um, but you'll like this, I think, because, you know, it underlines the importance of realizing there's something else at play. Uh, before I was born, my dad was diagnosed with a tumor in his lung and uh, it was cancer. He smoked a ton of cigarettes and everything and all that. And uh, so he went in there and he never liked doctors. He spent most of his life avoiding them, too. And uh, ironically, the doctors are the ones that killed him in the end, um, doing something stupid. But uh, I'll get to that in a minute. So before I was born, they had a thing where they were like, hey, man, you know, you've got this tumor on your lung and there it is on the x-ray and we're going to need to operate to get it off, you know, and to keep you from, you know, having it, uh, you know, get worse or whatever. And so, okay, he's there the night before, he said, and and I've heard this story from three different people, so I, I know for sure it's true. Like, if I had heard it from my dad, I might think it was one of his really good tales, but right. this, this is real. Like, it, this really happened. So the morning of his operation, he refused. He said, nope, I'm not going in there until you x-ray me again and show me the tumor. And he said, it's gone. And they're like, ha, ha, you know, whatever. And he's like, no, you're really not taking me in there. I, I won't go you're going to have to x-ray me again. And so they did. And so yesterday's x-ray, there it was. And the morning, the next morning, it was nowhere to be found. And all the doctors gathered around and they couldn't believe it. This and that, he got dressed and left and went home. And that was the end of that. And uh, so his whole life was kind of like that. Like when we lived together, it was great. Like when we needed something, he would just, he explained it at first so that I could witness it happen, but he'd be like, okay, son, 
here's what we need. And I, you know, am going to make it appear or I'm going to make it happen within this period of time. And sure enough, like every time there it was. And it was like everything from like people to, you know, cars and things that we needed and really cool stuff, man. That's all I can say. So he was great. That's a metaphysician. He's a metaphysical practitioner. Yeah, totally. And I think that I believe now I'm learning to master my skills with that. I believe that's where we are all creators. I believe we all come in with that natural state. I think that's who we are are until the mainstream society numbs it all down. So God bless your dad that he was tapped into that his whole life. How cool is that? Well, like, it, it, lucky for me, because my mom was a real dud in some ways. So, you know, I, my dad made up for it. <laughs> That's so funny. But I honestly did learn the most important things from him, aside from this stuff. I mean, my mom did as good a job as she could. I was a terrible child. And, you know, I don't blame her for being frustrated and smoking yeah. a ton of cigarettes. And I'm surprised she didn't go to hard drugs. But, like, you know, uh, whatever, you know, I'm thankful for what she did but as an adult you know I needed a man's influence and you know yeah. my my oldest gay brother wasn't cutting it and uh, right, right. the guy in Texas didn't care about me I have another brother and he just didn't give a shit about me so that was the you know the end of that and so I never really had a male role model growing up until I ended up seeing my dad again later in life and that was great you know I'm really thankful for that That's amazing. yeah what a gift that he gave yeah. you with definitely yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I really miss him the most. I always think, like, man, if I could just trade a couple of the live ones for a couple of the dead ones, I'd be so happy. <laughs> I'd bring back my grandparents and my father at the expense of, you know, a good half a dozen people at least. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's funny. I am so sorry to say that. I know that sounds awful, but, um, you know, I wonder sometimes myself. It's like, you know. Man, the best people, it's like they're dead. They're gone, you know, the grandparents and the older people. And I don't know. It's yeah. it's a weird thing. Well, I think they go on to bigger and better things. I believe we're eternal. And I think they're here with us. Just change yeah. form. Yeah, I'd like to believe that too. Sometimes yeah. I struggle with that. But I, I want to believe that. I do. I do. Yeah. It's hard though sometimes. You need a reminder and, you know, evidence of it. Like, I'd like to see a door close on its own or like a cup yeah. move across the table by itself. <laughs> you know, yeah, that, yeah. That, that'll do. You know? Well, it could be extreme or it could just be like how they, how you feel. Like exactly. You think they would tell you or you get like a, a message somehow. Like, um, I don't know, you read something and you know, or you see, mm-hmm. I don't know, I always, see, I always see numbers too sometimes, like my dad's birthday, you know, it'll show up and I'm like, oh, there you are again. You know, so I, little things like that. Subtle. Man, ah, this is wrapping up in an interesting way. I was really worried at the beginning that we blew through your childhood so fast we were gonna run out, we weren't gonna run out of time, but yeah, we, well, actually, we almost made it. We're almost there. <laughs> oh no. And I, I honestly I just, you know, <clears throat> I wasn't trying to be a, a pain at all, but like it's hard for me to wrap my head around not having a lot of vivacious childhood memories, you know. And, did you um, have a lot, a lot of vivacious childhood? God, yes, yes, oh uh-huh. yes. Everything from playing and riding my bike to like lessons from my grandfather and, you know, being around my brother and uh, even my oldest brother, although he wasn't there a lot. But yeah, like my childhood had a huge significance and I was a behaviorally challenged young person. So, you know, I had ADHD, I was a spastic little dude and, yeah. you know, it was... Uh, a different experience growing up yeah. in my skin. Yeah, you know? I feel like my I feel like I didn't get like the lights didn't come on until I discovered chiropractic. Then like my world opened up and it's just been a glorious journey ever since. You know, different things. But before that I just feel like it was kind of ho hum and kind of like boring and it wasn't something I yeah, there's nothing <laughs> really Oh, Jesus. I can't believe I'm going to tell you this. But yeah, for me, that was acid and marijuana. But um, (laughs) Well, can I tell you? Okay, so I used to drink and party and stuff like that in college, you know, late high school, whatever, normal. But I I never got in trouble with it. But that high that you're looking for is what I learned to tap into. You know, 20 years ago, I had a blissed out experience and there was no drugs 
or involved. Totally. Oh, totally. Higher, yeah, that higher state of consciousness. And I'm like, oh, this is what everybody's looking for. You know, and yeah. if we can learn to tap into this in our daily life, it'll you're, change your life. You're exactly right. No, I understand <laughs> it. And I completely agree. And it's interesting. I guess I'm starting to really wrap my head around some of this stuff now. So, you know, for certain people, this is the answer that they've been looking for. That's all there is to it. They just don't know it. And so they need to look into this and find out if chiropractic is right for them. That's the first thing. But the second thing is, and probably the more important thing is that it's a spiritual practice, like to believe and understand and to align and be in homeostasis, right? Like, and have a proper balance. Like that's all a spiritual function, right? Not a physical or a mental one. Yeah. And it's all connected. And I think the spiritual runs the physical. And that's yeah. why it's so important to get to the emotional mental causes that cause, you know, cause stress or not in your body and how it's flowing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And this is probably a good time to start wrapping up. Um, yeah. We have, we have uh, somehow lost like 20 minutes at the blink of an eye. I don't know where it went, but that's okay. It was great. And uh, I just want to ask you though, I always like to ask my guests, is there anything that we might've missed that's weighing on your heart or your mind that you feel like you should share with our listeners today? Somebody that needs a message. What is it that uh, you'd want to say to somebody that's just waiting to hear from Dr. Lynn <laughs> Carey? What is it that you want to say to that person? I think it's about following your happiness, you know, following things that make you happy, do things throughout your day that create a little happiness for you, you know, and I always tell people journal, you know, write pen, put pen to paper and write out what you're grateful for, write out what you appreciate, write out what makes inspires you because some people are so disconnected from that. And I think the more you connect to that, the more you're guided in your, in your life in a magical way and things that you need show up and, uh, I think it makes it more fulfilling and I think it clears a lot of stress when you start to honor that self-care, you know, honoring your happiness, honoring what inspires you. I think that's the foundation of it all. Absolutely. And uh, one thing you just said that's really important, I think, is that, you know, things that you need will show up and as a function of writing and making a statement or putting an intention out, right? That's the catalyst that makes that possible. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because a lot of times we're programmed to look for the problems in life or think we have to do it all ourselves. And I think the writing helps you get clear on your thoughts and your feelings and what you're focused on. And so you can maybe shift yourself to be more positive by looking at gratitude and appreciation and inspiration. And it doesn't have to be big things, you know, like something like, oh, a little dog. I saw a little dog today and I got to pet him and it just filled my heart up, you know, something like that, because I think then you become more wired to attract more of those things in your life. And that's just baby steps into bigger things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when you say attracting and uh, drawing things, it could be really anything. It could be anything from a tangible object, to money, opportunities, um, things, anything really, right? There's no limit to it, yeah. is there? No, anything. Absolutely. I agree with mm -hmm. you. Yeah, it's not a magic hocus pocus pill, that's for sure. But um, when you tune into it, right, you know, it is a completely different system. I agree. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and I think it's important to learn that. Who would have thought? Yeah, honestly, this is interesting. One thing that I'm taking from this um, experience with you is that I really never thought about chiropractic having anything to do with the spiritual practice in any way. Yeah, the two things never even crossed paths in my mind. <laughs> yeah, so that's cool. You learn, you have a, you learn something new today. That's awesome. I love that's, it. Yeah, honestly, you're making me a lot less cynical about it, which is good. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think for anybody that might, you know, especially with back problems, right? Like that's that's when you really need a chiropractor is when you've got something going on back there, right? Like, is that the time when you're like, holy crap, no other doctor will do. I need a chiropractor. Yeah, but the thing is that when people are in crisis like that and they're in a lot of pain, they want to go to the chiropractor and they're in desperate, they just want you to fix it. And it doesn't work like that. You know, a lot of times you just need to chill, rest, and, you know, it's not like it's emergency care. And um, you can start a, a wellness routine at that point, but it's, it may take longer because you're already at that point. I, I, you could still do it, but I'm just saying I know a lot of people have that mentality, especially when they get into chronic pain or severe pain like that. And it just doesn't work that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, for somebody that might be interested in reaching out to you, since we're getting close here, 
how would they find you on the internet? Do you have a website? So I have a website. It's creatingmydesiredlife.com. And you can email me there a question. You can find my book there. Um, or you can get on my mailing list. Right on. That's cool. And what would you do for somebody that reaches out to you and wants to connect with you and find out what's available? What 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 does that look like to somebody yeah. new? So I have I wrote my book that shares my healing story because I just wanted to empower others that they can heal themselves. Because I think mm-hmm. stories are awesome. When you know somebody else did it, it gives you encouragement that you could do it too. And um, I have a master class that if you were to come into my, I don't practice anymore. I practiced for 18 years and then I retired my practice because for me, I outgrew it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to expand and really help people with their lifestyle. So mm-hmm. I created a master class. It's like if you wanted to come in for a hour and a half consult with me, you kind of get it all through video. Mm-hmm. And then I have um, healthy habits coaching and I also have um, business mentorship coaching because I'm really passionate about people empowering their healthy habits and also empowering them to become financially free so they have really time and financial freedom to live the life they truly desire awesome very cool very cool (laughs) do you find that more fulfilling than doing the work that you were doing before yeah i just i i I outgrew i think i just changed and evolved and for me it was um that was part of my growth too i felt like oh I'm, i'm a chiropractor i have to have practice but it just wasn't serving my heart anymore you know it's like i've been there done that and I wanted to venture out into new things. And I'm really glad I did. It really filled up my soul to uh, honor that path. It took me a while to make that decision. And then once I did, it was for sure, for sure. Right on. That is great. Dr. Lynn Carey. Who would have thought? Yeah, a loose, laid back doctor. That's nice for a change. It must be because you're retired. <laughs> That's awesome. I really appreciate this. And I really... Um, you know, honestly, it was an interesting experience talking with you today because I've kind of been secretly sitting on the fence about, you know, this particular practice and you actually elevated my my awareness and consciousness around it and I appreciate that. Oh, that's amazing. I love yeah, it. Um, I really, thanks for the opportunity. I love all the questions. I love your digging in because that makes for great conversation and it really gets to help people understand in different aspects that I don't always address because... It's so my normal to me, you know, so I forget mm-hmm. for someone who's never heard of this or never thought about it this way, mm-hmm. how to address that. So mm-hmm. beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I wasn't trying to be hard on you. <laughs> no, no, it was great. It was great. Uh, it was a great conversation. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, I appreciate you being with us this evening. And I just want to thank you very much, Dr. Lynn Carey. So you, your link will be posted definitely in my podcast notes and on my website as well when it comes out. Um, which is probably, uh, I think, about a month from now um, as we're recording this, just so you know. Um, but we'll, I'll make sure that you know when it comes out, and I'll send you a link and all that good stuff. Dr. Lynn Carey, I appreciate you very Thanks, much. Todd. Have a great rest of your evening. I will. You do the same. Take care now. Thank you for tuning in to the Toddcast Show. If you found today's episode helpful and meaningful, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on what's next. Remember that the Toddcast Show is all about community and connection. So follow the podcast on your preferred social platform to keep updated on everything I've got in store. Also check out ToddCastShow.com to find out more and stay connected with me, Todd Mira. Be sure to tell your friends and family about the Toddcast show so the podcast family can continue to grow and share on an international level. See you over on the next episode. Hi, I'm Todd Mira, host of the Toddcast show, and I want to share something personal with you today. Throughout my own life, I've struggled with issues I didn't even realize I had. Things like depression, past trauma, PTSD, and feeling disconnected from the people I loved the most. It took me hitting rock bottom to realize I couldn't fix myself alone. I needed help to unravel the tangled knots within my life, find myself again, and become stronger in the areas I was weakest. It wasn't an overnight transformation, but with time, I learned to change my thinking, my attitudes, and my entire paradigm for the better. I learned that it's good to ask for help, and that's why I want to tell you about our sponsor, BetterHelp. 
Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of the Toddcast Show. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and the best part, it's 100% online. You can participate from anywhere, anytime that works for you. It's simple to get started. Simply answer a few questions about your specific needs and personal preferences in therapy, and BetterHelp will match you with the perfect therapist from their network. It's really that easy. You can message your therapist anytime you need support and schedule a live session when it's convenient for you. BetterHelp is committed to ensuring that you find the perfect match to guide you along your journey to well-being. As someone who went through therapy and came out way ahead of where I started, I want to invite you to take this step to a healthier, happier you today. My life was transformed through therapy, and yours can be too. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you'd expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is hand-picked for you, all at a shockingly affordable price. And as a special offer for our listeners, you'll get 10% off your first month by using the special link, betterhelp.com forward slash Toddcast. That's betterhelp.com forward slash Toddcast. You don't have to face life's challenges alone. BetterHelp is here to support you through the big and small issues of your life in a way that can really make a huge difference, both short and long term. Take the first step towards a healthier, happier you. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash Toddcast to get started today.